0: what's up everybody you are now tuned into the so dope podcast and i'm your host alex chadwick if you noticed i don't have any intro music today i know that's like a signature for people it kind of preps them a little bit to to get into the show and to listen to what i gotta say but we're just gonna jump right into it uh it's a right now it's approximately 5 a.m i'm a i'm an early bird i'm an early morning person um i get up every day, um, around 4 30 a.m um you know and 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 this morning um i just want to get up and talk about george floyd and not so much george floyd as a person but the incident that rocked the world you know back in may in 2020 this incident happened and it it really shook the world up it really it really it really made some things um different for people in the world you know what i mean and People came out in droves to protest this and 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 and, and people were appalled and, and, and it was heartbreaking to watch George Floyd um die the way that he died. So in this case, you know, I've always referred to George Floyd as a victim. Now before I even get too far down the line in this show, I want people to understand that um that I'm not saying that there haven't there hasn't been other um, incidents of police brutality or police killings, but if you notice since you've been listen, if you've been listening to the show since episode one, um, I am hyper focused on George Floyd for, for so many reasons. Um, I think George Floyd became what I would call the the, the macro cosm of, um, of what's actually happening around the world in some departments when it comes to policing. Um, And he's probably uh, his case is an excellent case study uh, for us to look at as an example of what we think and we feel needs to change in policing in America. So I just want to put that out there. So people won't think that, that I'm just focusing on George Floyd and that these other lives and and other incidents uh, doesn't or never mattered. Um, But, Let's not forget about the George Floyd incident, you know, regardless of what people may think about him personally. um, Me personally, I, I feel like and I believe in my heart that he is a victim in this particular incident. And people say, Alex, why? Why do you why do you think he's a why do you think he's a victim? You know, because he wasn't trying to kill a police officer, hurt anyone at that moment during the commission of his crime which from what I understand and and what was reported to us is that he tried to slip a a fake $20 bill or something like that. Right. But what has happened is during that time, people have used that, that, that commission of a crime, which is a nonviolent crime, by the way, people have used that to justify his death, which to me is extremely disgusting, extremely disgusting. Um, You know, I'm not saying that this guy was the perfect person. He was the model citizen, anything like that. But to watch him die the way he died, right, on on that camera and the look of Derek Chauvin's face, that hurt, man. That hurt a lot because that right there was like, you know, like evil hatching right in front of our faces, you know, and we got to do more about that. You know, we just really got to do more about that. But um, people really try to justify his death, you know, like when all this stuff happened, man, you had um, what's her name? Candace Owens come out. And, I, and to me, that was what that's what's so disturbing to me. I'm going to use her as an example, but there were many people that came out with the same rhetoric and she did like a 30 minute video on how George Floyd is not the model citizen and why everybody's praising him and making him a hero. And I, and I, and I didn't understand that. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, for me personally, I wasn't making him a hero, but I I damn sure was looking at his case. Like, yo, do y'all not see what's happening here? Right. I don't have to, you know, sometimes I wonder, man, if I'm ever, I, I think I have, I think I'm a good judge of character. I think I have good character and integrity and I think I'm a good person. And I've treated people right. I hopefully I leave this earth and have a a, a a substantial legacy here. And I always wonder, like, if I was to get killed by the police, what would they say about me? You know, like what would, what would people say about me if I was unjustly killed by the police? You know, in my heart, I believe that there are people who may understand me and may tell me that they. They appreciate me would say something different about me i really feel that i'm not saying everybody but i just feel that way because i know how people are you know unjustly killed by the police they come search my house oh god they find my they find my 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 safe with glocks in it they find the quran they find all this islamic literature and then that's when that's when the story begins that's when they start building the rhetoric i truly believe that you know and um you know, go watch some of my Facebook videos where I'm talking about, you know, you know, that the, the 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 look at what our government is doing to us type of stuff. You know, I, I can see the, the, the narrative being twisted, but um enough about me. Back to George Floyd. I, I just wanted to use that as an example about how the rhetoric twists how people go out of their way to practically say things about people when they can't even defend themselves, you know. Um, And in George Floyd's case, this was the case. But regardless of what people feel about him, we can't forget about this incident. Right. We cannot forget about it. It never leaves my mind. Um, And I always come back to it, you know, and it's, um, you know, when I look at right now, we got a new president. Right. We got a new president, new vice president. You know, there's different things changing in politics where you got the Democrats. they, They got all the power in Washington. So it appears to be. And people have in my opinion i'm just based this off of my opinion my observation and and looking at the climate of social media and the media itself it feels like there's some people who have really became a little bit comfortable now you know some people who have you know breathe a sigh of relief per se and um it it it, it breaks my heart because until you know people feeling comfortable now until the media decides when to trigger people to move again you know so everybody's comfortable until the next time you know until like when is the media going to tell us the next time you know when we should pay attention to this you know because i really believe that based on the momentum that's only been two weeks with the new administration i believe that people are going to go to sleep again i really believe that um and like I said, until if there's an opportunity of a next time for the um, for the media to or something to happen, and the media starts to direct the rhetoric, you know, it's inevitable. Um, the kids aren't in school, but somewhere down the line, deep deep down inside of me, I feel like there would have already been another school shooting. So um, there's a lot to, there's a lot going on, but but the, the main thing is people are comfortable. Social justice is not going to take a back seat per se, but I think people looking at Donald Trump being gone is like the 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 end all be all to all of their problems or whatever they were feeling. You know, I really think people believe that. And when it comes to social justice and especially policing and police brutality, this didn't start four years ago when Trump got in the office. You know, it didn't start. that. That's what see. That's what I think we we have this tunnel vision too you know sometimes people get this tunnel vision where it's like man look what happened in the 4 years i'm like well did you did you were you alive during the 8 years of obama the civil unrest the police brutality the police killings during obama but did we blame obama for that we all lived through that right so it's you know some people say well obama he was trying to you know he was trying to bring unity between us and trump was not doesn't matter Obama nor Trump had any influence over the police brutality that continues to happen, right? These incidents that continue to happen. I'm not saying it's a it's an astronomical number of things, but what I'm saying is is that they the, the president in my opinion, my personal opinion, don't have any merit on what's going on with the policing in America, in my opinion. If that's the case, damn, this should have why hasn't it changed yet then? Does that mean that both sides of the party of the parties want, want this stuff to continue to happen? Like I say, the media controls the narrative and there's people talking about police reform. But it's only opportunistic for the for the media to talk about it when they want to talk about it. But I think the media should be talking about police reform. Day in and day night. Day day in and day out. But that's not what's happening. So we can't forget. We can't forget the George Floyd incident. You feel me? We can't. We just can't forget it. You know, we can't. We can't. We can't let this leave the back of our. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like to me, equivalent to like Rodney King. Nobody's ever going to forget Rodney King. And everything that subsequently happened after the Rodney King incident nobody's ever going to forget George Floyd but what makes this what makes those incidents different is you know regardless of what Rodney King did right you see you know four or five six officers around him beating him and at no point someone decided to say hey let's go put him in handcuffs now and people say well you didn't see what happened before okay I'll give you that But when I'm looking at a man that's getting beat almost to his death and his officers standing around looking, taking turns, basically. When anybody that's familiar with the use of force, I won't give away too much about how I know about this, but anybody that's familiar with the use of force knows you're going to use the minimum amount, right? The guy's on the ground. At some point, you need to grab the guy. What's the goal? Is the goal to take this guy into custody or is the goal to beat his brains out? It looked a little different to me with uh, Rodney King. Now with George Floyd, they didn't beat him up. Right. But it was just as humane inhumane. I mean, this guy was kneeling on George Floyd's neck. He was kneeling on his neck. The guy couldn't breathe. George was crying out. And then you got two or three other officers on his other body parts. Anybody ever had somebody lay on top of them? Right. Anybody ever played football and you get stuck underneath the pile? That's tough. Just imagine being handcuffed with your hands behind your back and you got three, four officers on top of you. Restricting your lungs from even expanding and you really can't breathe, let alone having someone on your neck. fixating you. What we saw was, a, in my opinion, that was a lynch, a, a modern day lynching. And if we didn't have the video, we would never know what happened. We would never know what happened. I get a little bit shaky. Sometimes I get a little bit emotional because the thing when I'm talking about this, the the, the image is playing in my head. I haven't watched that video, you know, since um it's very hard to watch um I think one time after I went and I watched the video and I just you know I cried about that man I'm like damn like how can you be so cold bro so cold but George Floyd was made to be an enemy and he wasn't even committing a non-violent crime okay if he was high on drugs like what what do we do with those people He wasn't even a threat. That was the that's the point that I was trying. That's the biggest point of all this. One of the biggest points is that he wasn't even a threat. His hands was tied behind his back. Do y'all hear me? His hands was tied behind his back. Handcuffed behind his back. Useless. Non-threat. What can he possibly do? And this is how they treated him. So we really got to examine what's happening with the use of force, what's happening with policing. But most of all, what's happening in the minds and in the spirits, what's happening in the minds and in the spirits of current law enforcement and police officers in the United States? And, and please believe me, I said spirits because being a man of faith, I believe that there's spiritual, that this is a, this is also a spiritual battle. We know, anyway. You can't. For me, I can't even deny that. To look into Derek Chauvin's face and eyes and see the nothingness and the evil pour out of him, with him not having to do much but kneel on this man's neck. The absence of good is evil. Derek Chauvin is evil. People don't get too comfortable. There still needs to be some changes. There needs to be some immense changes. And there are times when I get hopeless about it. Like sometimes I'm like, man, I don't even wanna. I don't even wanna. I don't have no hope in this. Like I don't even see this changing. Here we all in, in the in the 21st century. Our ancestors was dealing with this. They they they. You know the people that that came after them were dealing with this. You know, not that long ago in the 60s, man, people were getting dogs sicked on them. Fire hoses, beat down, pepper sprayed, arrested for no reason, you know, beaten down by the public while the police watched because they were black people in America. I'm not saying that we haven't made no strides. Y'all hear me say this all the time. I'm not saying that we haven't made no significant progress, man, but you got to, you know, all we do. See, here's the thing in America. We just go from one thing to the next. That's how bad it is. So we might go from one shooting to one police brutality incident to one terrorist attack, you know what I mean? Or to one social issue to this social issue. And and, and the media is a big part of it and they control it. They control what we're doing. That's how bad it is here on a social level. So sometimes I feel like this will never end, but I know that there still needs to be changed. But then when I when I look back 50, 60 years ago, I'm like, damn. It's gotten it's gotten better since then. It it has gotten better, but at the same time, I'm like, damn, damn, man, like you got you got an ideology. You got people that, yeah, you know they say, well, yeah, the officer was wrong, but you know this is the kind of world we live in. The officer was wrong, but now I'm not saying now if George Floyd was out there throwing rounds at him, trying to kill him, trying to shoot him, spitting on him. Trying to harm him. That would be, you know, I probably would change the way I think about this situation. But the man was a non-threat. He was probably on drugs, very confused. But he wasn't a physical threat to them. Especially once they got him in the handcuffs. If you've watched the video. But there's still people in America who says, yeah, the officer was wrong, but. And that's what pisses me off. And that, that attitude, that ideology, that right there is what makes me hopeless makes me hopeless makes me think that there's no way that we could change the hearts and minds of people if your goal in life is to eradicate racism you can stop working right now because racism and how people feel within themselves is never going away that's why i say this is a spiritual battle too i think the bible says something about that we don't you know we don't wrestle with flesh and blood but there are principalities that are out here and you don't have to be a religious person to understand that, I don't think. So it's deeper. It's much deeper than that. Much, much deeper. But there needs to be a change. What I find interesting is no one's talking about Derek Chauvin anymore. And even during the height of the incident, he wasn't really talked about that much. Why? Because, of course, you know, um, the the, the height was about George Floyd. People did talk about the incident, but guess what? It's almost like Derek Chauvin just faded away. And people say, well, that not that what we want him to do? No, no, we don't want him to fade away. And this is why we don't want Derek Chauvin to fade away. Because if you think like, just like with the Rodney King incident, if they had those four or five officers back then, and there's one Derek Chauvin today, there's more Derek Chauvin's running around here and people say well you know you can't judge a whole profession based on one bad apple listen to me man that's a true statement but here's the thing my goal i know there are good law enforcement officers out there in police i know this for personal fact but listen in in my life my own personal life is not to focus on the 99 that are good i want to focus on the one percent who are making, uh, who are causing 99% of the problems. Do you understand what I'm saying? And until we fix that, until we call that out, until we police that, then the 99% that are good are going to always suffer under the banner of the 1% that make 99% of the problems. So I ain't got time to be focusing on the good. The good, the good, you know, the good is going to be damn if they do, damn if they don't. But see, that bad, they allow to to um, circumvent. They're allowed to uh, hide and and grab the coattails and blend in with the good. So we got to call them out. They have to be made examples of. That's the only way. So, you know, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight this particular social argument with don't judge. Don't judge a whole profession by one bad apple. Well, guess what? Apples just don't fall out of the sky on their own. They grow from trees, right? Right? That tree has branches, leaves. That tree has roots. You hear what I'm saying? So don't don't tell me about one bad apple. Don't tell me nothing about no one bad apple. Because every apple starts somewhere, with a seed, with the roots, with the tree, with the branches. And the crazy thing is, you know, you look at apples, how apples are harvested today. They're harvested in orchards, right? In orchards. And on every tree, I'm pretty sure there's a bad apple. But in this society, in the human society, the way we operate socially, you know, that one bad apple can spoil the entire bunch. I'm sorry. That's just the way I think about it. And I think that's the way that we should think about it. So ain't nobody really talking about Derek Chauvin anymore. Nobody knows any updates on this case. Nobody's talking about him. This guy is scum, man. And then we wonder, like, why was Kaepernick kneeling down? Why were people crucifying him and attacking him? Why? And that's what that's what breaks my heart. People don't even understand why. Why, <laughs> why he was kneeling? Nobody, nobody takes that into consideration. Not nobody, but the people on the other side of this particular social issue or argument, they don't even know why. They don't want to understand why. But the media, they control the narrative. They had the opportunities and mixed with the ideologies of these pe- people, particular uh, side or party or uh, whatever it may be, politics. It was a perfect timing to crucify this guy in the media. And 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 quite frankly, I'm just disgusted by it. I'm tired of it. And people say, well, why are you saying nothing about the rise of Black Lives Matter? Blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? I speak out of his dad, too. If you listen closely, you can hear me. I'm not trying to hide it. I don't condone violence. I don't agree with the riots and the looting. Right. I don't agree with that. And even still as a human being, there's a there's a deep there's a deep uh, feeling in me sometimes that I don't even care sometimes because I'm emotional. Right. I have this human experience, but then I trace back and I'm like, nah, this is not right. What are we going to do? How are we going to fix this? So me, I struggle with having that balance, but I do call out the violence on both sides. But you're not about to make me hyper focus on that. When the, the the catalyst of all this was literally an institution, which is the police. That 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 fired this up, because here's the thing about Negroes, we going to be we usually going to be kept quiet for a while. But when you wake us up, sometimes there's no stopping and no telling what's going to happen, especially when it looks like someone has been wrong. Well, Alex, what about black on black crime? I'm going to tell you something. I used to say those words, black on black crime until last year. And I talked to a friend of mine and he made me understand something that I never thought about. And I realized, I realized, I mean, we can call it black on black crime for, you know, for lack of better terms. But when he, he broke it down to me and he talked to me about black on black crime, you know, that mantra, that statement, it's not even a statement. But how people use that, you know, to target something that people use for justification to kill black people. And it's just those words it doesn't change the circumstance of so that there is violence in the community. So now I say violence in the community. I try to stay away from black on black crime. But the fact that there's violence in the community. Right. It doesn't change that fact in the kind of violence that's happening. But when you do see people spur out uh, or blur out the um, I'm sorry, blurt out the the black lives, um, black on black crime thing, they're only doing it as a counter argument. It's just like when Blue Lives Matter came on the scene. There's no such thing as Blue Lives Matter, really. But it was developed. It was created as a counter protest to Black Lives Matter, period. There's no other way you can look at this. That was a movement that started to essentially counter-protest the Black Lives Matter movement. And it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, But never forget that the media is controlling the narrative. But regardless of the fact, we should never forget, never forget about what happened in in May of 2020 with George Floyd and the unrest in the world. Not to mention we were in the middle of a pandemic. And some people, you know, sometimes I wonder if this was, regular you know honestly if this was if we were in like just normal there was no pandemic when this happened i think this this the world wouldn't have woke up or maybe they would have i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not uh, uh 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 i'm not no kind of psychic or anything i don't know what the future would have held for us i don't know what would be different but i just got a feeling that It would have been different or it could have been different if we were in normal operations within the company, me personally, because what, what the pandemic did was allow people to be extremely focused on social issues. You got people spending an astronomical amount of time on social media, watching the news, being hunkered down in their houses, you know what I mean? Like, so people were focused on things around the world, not saying they never did, but it was just like the perfect pressure cooker in my opinion. So, I just wanted to take this time to really just remember George Floyd, remember this incident, you know, and remember, most of all, remember uh, how he died. That's, 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 that's the thing for me. How he died is what's extremely prominent and important to me to make sure that I highlight died at the hands of police officers when he wasn't a threat in their care. And that's what's disturbing to me. If you're a law enforcement officer in the United States of America, I'm going to say this. And I don't care if you if you are listening, you're a law enforcement officer. It doesn't matter if you get mad or upset. But what I'm about to say is a very, very uh, strong point of reflection for all of you. You are in. Organizations and departments of law enforcement people and I'm telling you right now and we've all learned this in the past year or two I can tell you this right now if you think how can I say it I'm gonna tell you this there are and there is there is evil among you in your ranks Maybe you've identified it, maybe you haven't, but there is evil among your ranks. And that evil is very slick. That evil is very good about masking itself and towing the line, right? And then sometimes that evil is very blatant. They want to bully you. They want to intimidate you. They want to make sure that if you do try to call something out, they're going to make your life a living hell. Or they're going to retaliate against you. So just keep mind of that that whatever room you walk in in your organization or your department you may be sitting in a room with one devil or a room full of devils however keep your cool keep your eyes open maintain your balance in this life and I hope to God that you have the courage to speak up when you see that something is wrong Regardless of what the consequences may look like on the other end. Because there is evil among you and you know it. So if you are a a, a law enforcement person and you listen to this. And you're a good one. I appreciate you. You keep doing what you're doing. But you got to think about the evil. You got to think about the bad apples. That's causing you a lot of your problems in the communities that you work in oh man so sorry i went so long man i you know it's so early in the morning it's so quiet you know time goes by in such a such a mystic kind of way (laughs) this time of morning um peace and love to everybody y'all look you know i'm gonna ask y'all before i get off of here you know like the show subscribe to the show whatever platform you're on and please if you have a platform that you are able to leave a review please leave a review but most of all share the show you know if you like it please tell your friends about it send them the links start the dialogue um if you don't like this show Please um, just share it with one other person and then hopefully they might like it and they can share it with other people. Um, But I appreciate you guys from all over the world. That's really all over the world within the United States and and, and abroad. That's listening to this show. Um, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of the Soul Dope podcast. Peace.